A video game villain wants to be a hero and sets out to fulfill his dream, but his conquest brings havoc to the whole arcade where he lives. Hi, my name is Andre. I'm Michelle. I'm Emily. And I'm Luis. And we're the Walt Vault Podcast, our podcast about Disney movies. Welcome to the Walt Vault, episode four, for uh, the third week in November, or the second week. One of those two. I don't know. We'll figure it out. The third week. Uh, you guys, <laughs> we're back again uh, to discuss a Disney movie, and this week's movie is 2012's Wreck-It Ralph. Burr, 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 burr. Woo! Wreck-It Ralph. I'm excited. I, I, I really liked this uh, movie. And, uh, yeah, this is only the second time I've seen it. Yeah. What about you? Second time? I think it's only the second time I've seen it as well. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. So how are you guys doing? You doing good? It's been a while since we last recorded. <laughs> What's been going on since then? <laughs> <laughs> we're, l- we're laughing because... Um, uh-huh, behind the scenes magic. Yeah, let's see. Behind the scenes because this upcoming weekend, which would be what date? I don't know. We're kind of loopy because we record. We're recording two episodes in one weekend because we're going out of town. Yeah, that's how committed we are. But the podcasts are going to keep on coming. So the point is, is we recorded last night. Yeah, and then we watched Wreck It Ralph all together until midnight, and now we're back at it Saturday morning, afternoon, whatever time it is, and now we're doing it again. Doing it again. This is the first time we watched. A movie together for the podcast. Yeah, usually we kind of do it as homework. Like Andre and I watch it together, and Emily and Luis watch it together. But we watched it. Well, three of us watched it. One fell asleep because he's an old man. One of them is not like the other. He was tired, but it's okay. Sleepy Lou. So, what were your first impressions on Wreck It Ralph, Andre? Oh, for me, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I adored this movie. It it was it is great. I uh, I wrote at one point in my notes. I wrote, "I never want this movie to end. I just want it to keep going forever and ever." And is that because there's just so much video game stuff going on? That's a large part of it. Because I'm going to put this out here right now. Andre, Luis, and Emily all play video games and grew up playing video games. Correct, kind of at least more than I did. I did not play video games growing up at all. Like period at all, not even arcade video games. Only thing I played was Roller Coaster Tycoon on the PC. That's about it. So, and you know what she did with the people in Roller Coaster Tycoon? <laughs> she shared this information with us a couple weeks ago. She would pick the people up and put them in the pond, in the water, in yeah. the water, like in fa- fountains and stuff. Yeah, because like they would drown, and then watch <laughs> them drown. <laughs> or oh on God. Zoo Tycoon, you could like put them in, like they would be taking pictures. Of the bears or whatever that are in the cages. And I was like, hmm, they need to get a better shot. Let me just put them in the cage. It was fun. I'm just saying, if Ooh. that's not some serious <laughs> business, Andre, that My you need to. very sadistic. <laughs> and I, Anyways. Uh, prepare for our future together. It's all in good fun. <laughs> it's all, all in good in fun. Good so, um, I'm sweating right now. The point <laughs> is, whatever. The point is, I didn't get a Wii till my senior year of high school. We got it as a Christmas present. And I was just like, 
what do I do with this? So since I've been dating Andre and we've been living together about a year now and I watch him play video games and kind of got some more video game we, knowledge, but the only thing I've actually played with you would be Lego Dimensions. Right. So you guys really get all the video game references and I'm kind of, well, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I mean, that's okay. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> do you have any idea what that is? No idea. To? When you guys were talking about that reference from the movie, I was just like, uh-huh. So Leroy Jenkins, uh, it, it kind of displays as like graffiti in, in the movie in the, the, the central station uh, place. Mm-hmm. And Leroy Jenkins is from a, uh, uh, a World of Warcraft video that was on YouTube like years and years ago, probably in like the early 2000s, I think. And uh, it's just a guy who's like screaming and heading into battle, and he's screaming his own name, which is Leroy Jenkins. Why is he screaming his own name? Well, the funniest part about it is that so they were like gonna go into this raid battle, right? And so like okay, so think of a normal video game, like you have a boss, right? And so y'all have to yeah. be real tactical about like going into like fight this boss. Well. All of these people have been talking about this for like apparently like fifteen minutes. Right. Like they have been strategizing like in game, like on headset, on headsets. Like you're doing this, that I'm gonna do this, and then we're gonna do this. And literally, this guy has been AFK. What does that mean? Luis knows it's away from oh, keyboard. So he's been away. He's been AFK, and he like literally is not there, not participating in the conversation. They're like, dude, this guy just like left, right? Damn Leroy. And then all of a sudden, okay. he just like starts moving on the screen. You see the little avatar going nuts. And then he starts screaming Leroy Jenkins and running into he battle. Just runs past them and goes like, to fight the They've been freaking planning for 15 Despite minutes. And he's their strategy. Okay. Well. And he's like, Leroy Jenkins. This is like funny. one of the first like viral videos ever. <laughs> he did it for the vine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no idea. But okay. It funny. funny. Yeah. Okay. We're going to show her the video. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, we'll it's funny. We'll get there. Look it up, uh, listeners. Uh, so, yeah. So there, there's a lot of a lot of video game references. Um, <laughs> Luis, you played video games growing up, right? Yes, I did play a lot of video games growing up. Um, what I love most about this movie is the reference to some of my classic, classic favorites. Like uh, Centipede. We actually used to have an actual arcade table for Centipede. It was very, very fun. And I, I, can, I can't even recall how many afternoons I have wasted as a young child playing that game. But um, my first impressions of the movie were pretty much this is one of the best. Was it Disney? Pixar? This is a this is a Disney animated movie. It's not Pixar. Okay, okay. It came out the same year as uh, Brave, which is Pixar, and people kept mixing them up. They thought that Brave was the the Disney one, and that Wreck-It Ralph was the Pixar okay. one. So this is by far one of my top uh, five favorites f- uh, for Disney for sure. Man, we're getting up there because I feel like you said the past couple of times, the past couple of movies, we're all in yeah. Your you top said that five about Pocahontas so too. We're running out of top fives, Luis. <laughs> this next one. Is either going to be top five or number six? I don't know. <laughs> well, it doesn't help when we first started this podcast that we were going to watch some of the top five in my list. But oh, okay. um, I'll let you know the rest as they come. He's going to say picks. this one was number 14 on my list. Thank you very <laughs> much. So I'm going to, from a non-video game perspective, once you guys get all into that and I kind of get 
lost in translation with all the video game easter eggs and stuff there was an edm easter egg and i'm dying because edm stands for electronic dance music if you didn't know and that's basically all i listen to i listen to electronic music and dubstep Mm -hmm. and techno and trance and all that fun jazz so when they were having the little house party for the 30th anniversary of the fix it felix Felix junior game yes um there was a DJ inside the house, and I was like, oh, my God, it's Skrillex, because he had, it was Skrillex. He has the Skrillex haircut. Yeah, and if you guys know me, you know that I'm I'm obsessed with Skrillex. I love Skrillex. I've seen him in concert multiple times. And then, so that was funny enough, but then it went to the um, Heroes Duty game with the Bugs. Yes. And the song that was playing during it was definitely a dubstep song. And I was like, you know what? This sounds like Skrillex. And I looked it up and Skrillex did the song for the movie. So there's my fun Easter egg. And I'm pretty proud of that. And I liked it. <laughs> I, I was like the only one That's freaking one out. I was like, I was like, you guys, it. this sounds like dubstep. And this sounds like a Skrillex song. And I was like, but he was in the movie for like a hot two seconds. And then it's I looked it up and he did the song and now I'm just going to listen to it all the time. <laughs> Way to go Skrillex. Way to be on a top Disney movie. Thanks for doing Heroes Duty. If you guys could see the looks on my Duty. friends' faces right now, <laughs> they could care less. But <laughs> They could care less. But I am I like it. No, that's good. I mean, honestly. Uh, the Yeah, there was no Mumford and Sons, so I mean, I'm glad <laughs> Skrillex was there. <laughs> yeah, Skrillex was there for me. Yeah. It was all good. It was all good. Um, so let's talk about uh, the the plot of this movie a little bit. I um, I kind of I, I I enjoy the concept of this movie a lot. It's 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 a it's a very interesting concept of first of all we're starting out with a a villain. He's a he's a bad guy, although he's not a bad guy. Bad anon. He's a bad guy. Yeah. What was the saying for that? Uh, I don't remember the exact words. It I am bad, it funny. and that is good. <laughs> I am not good, and that's not bad. There's no one I'd rather be than, than, than me. me. Oh, hilarious. I love it. Yes. It's very inspirational. So but it's I, like I the did Bad Guys Anonymous Club, and yeah. they yeah. literally sit around and tell their sad stories, which is actually quite funny. It's hilarious. The only character I recognized in that circle was, was Bowser, so I did recognize one character. Oh, yeah. And there's, the ghost. You knew the ghost from Pac-Man. Kind of. <laughs> She didn't realize I it did, just now. I did oh. till just until you just said that. Oh. Oh, that's okay. Thought he was the Snapchat filter. The ghost. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Oh, oh, awkward. Ooh, taking it back. Okay. <laughs> Louise is dying laughing right now, guys. I am not laughing. I am merely... My soul is crying right. within. Disa- guys, disappointed. I was not brought up on video games <laughs> once again. No. I know, but it's but it's very interesting that you missed even just like the pop culture because pa- Pac Man, Pac Man isn't just a, a video that's game. straight he's pop culture. Character. Yeah, you you've seen Pac Man around. It's him and the ghost. Yeah. he's the cherries. Didn't know there was. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, sure. Well, I bet I bet that that that's probably a, a thing that that a lot of people that watch this movie didn't recognize or notice because. All of the video they noticed, games. It's well, just me. well, all of the video games that they referenced in this movie are all old games. They're all old. Like now, the characters like Mario and Sonic and um, Pac Man, they've all had games that have updated since since yeah. those times. But 
but they all originated in like the 80s and stuff like that. All right. All well, right. and I think that's one of the really cool things about this is that if you really are a video game person, you're going to go through this and you could probably watch it 5, 10, 15 times and find new right. characters if you're really looking for it. I was looking up some of the characters and the different games that they referenced and so many of them I I don't know. Um but they mm-hmm. have characters from Final Fantasy, they have characters mm-hmm. from Zero Wing oh, and from Easy Living and Pauline. They were referencing Pauline from Gonky Gonky Dong. Gonky Dong. Donkey Kong. Woo. Um they also talked about um uh oh, all kinds of stuff. Street Fighter. Yeah. They talked about um Pac-Man and all of the other um games that we know and love, like Frogger, um, and Burger Time and Tapper. So I mean, <laughs> I I don't I don't even know anything about Tapper or Burger. I I read that I read that Tapper was actually like a pretty controversial game because it it it's a game where you're a bartender and you're serving like Budweiser beer to patrons that come in, and it was originally meant to be like a video game that's set up in bars, but then you know it just made its way into arcades and stuff, and like p- parents started like complaining that their kids were serving beer in this video game or whatever so they created an alternate version of tapper called root beer tapper where he just served root beer instead of that's actually really cute (laughs) well one of the characters that i saw there um back and forth kind of between the bar scene and in the game central who i really like but i I liked him from a different movie is cubert cubert with his little uh, expletive. <laughs> With uh, his little, like, he's cussing all the time. It's just so cute. <laughs> but I actually remember him from the Pixels movie, which was about, like, the Pac-Man ghost in real life, Video pretty much. Come to life. Um, but Qbert, man, he was out of he was out of commission in this movie. He was like homeless and destitute, and it was real sad. Right? They did a. They did How a was the guy with the long nose? Yeah. He, the, <laughs> yes, the, the long orange dude, nose thing. The long nose. Yes. Yes. Him and a couple of other games were. Out of commission. Was there like a snake? Was that a snake from Snake? No, I think that was all the ones that were out of commission. They were all from that Cuber game. Oh, okay. I thought they were from different games. Anyway, um, I want to commend this movie on its uh, just attention to detail because there's so much going on in the background of almost every single shot. Like, not even just like when you're in the arcade and seeing all the other video games and stuff like that, but even when we get to like the candy kingdom and you're just looking around and everything is made out of candy. Like this is what the inside of Willy Wonka's head must look like all the time. Oh, for sure. That entire place. Like everything looks so, and it looks so good. Like it looks really beautiful. I was, I was commending Moana on its beauty a couple weeks ago. And I think that this movie is just as good looking. Do we agree? I agree. I totally agree. And it's this one obviously is beautiful in a different way because I know we were talking about how Moana was realistic and how mm-hmm. some of the scenes like you couldn't tell if you were looking at a real tree or a real or the ocean right. um or or animation. Here obviously it's not realistic in like a this could happen in real life kind of way, but like Andre said the attention to detail. There was multiple times throughout this movie where I was laughing so hard just because of the things that we were seeing like so there's two police officers in the Sugar Rush game, mm-hmm. and they're both donuts, which already is funny. <laughs> so funny. Right? Like, they're donuts. And one of them's like a fat round donut, and he has 
a sprinkle mustache like four or five little sprinkles to make his little like pedro mustache mustache. it's so hilarious and i was looking it up later and their names the cops they're winchell and duncan like oh my goodness and like winchell's donuts it's like that's hilarious and they have a little police badge and the badge says to heat and serve Instead of like to protect oh, and serve, it's to heat and serve. That's like, amazing. So like, funny. And that was like on a little tiny part of their little tiny badge that I didn't even remember right. them wearing. Like, like the little attention saw. to details. It's, yeah. it's just fantastic that they have that amount of detail. So you really could watch this and find Easter uh-huh. eggs on Easter oh, eggs. Oh, for so sure. It's like never ending. The, the world building that they did in this movie is, is phenomenal. It's, it's, it's awesome. And I was going to say, I kind of noticed that. Just, I mean, you could tell that like the... F- Fix it, Felix Junior. World, like everything's pixelated and they move very like, mm-hmm. like robotical and stuff, and it's all uh, pixelated. I guess yeah, is yeah, the word. Pixelated. And then you go into like the hero's duty, and it's just like all three D and crazy bugs everywhere. Yeah. So I, I liked the contrast, like between oh, yeah, of the two the games, yeah, like the different styles like of, of all of all the games. Yeah, and I, all the I liked that a lot. And how they all live in this surge protector that connects all of their arcade games. That's, that's really cool. Yes. And when they get unplugged, you can see the plug leaving the surge protector. That's awesome. It's good stuff. It is good. stuff. This movie's good stuff. Uh, let's talk about Ralph a little bit. If we, if we want, um, I, I love me some Ralph. When, when this movie started, I didn't remember how much of like a jerk Ralph was like, he's, he's the bad guy, right? But he, and he wants to be treated like he's uh, a better person. Like but, he's a hero. Like he's a hero, but he also has zero tact whatsoever. Like he, he wrecks everything. Not only wrecks everything like he's supposed to wreck everything, but he just wrecks stuff that he's not supposed to wreck. When they're having the party and he's like looking at the cake and he's like, oh, well, what if I'm on top of the cake? And what if, <laughs> what if I have the medal? What if I'm a great guy? What if you guys all love me? And then he wrecks the cake. Like, what are you doing, Ralph? We want these people to like you. <laughs> And he's, he's so large. <laughs> he breaks the doorway. He breaks the glass he staircase. He kills Felix. He, uh, he kills yeah, he Felix. Did. And <laughs> Felix is like, I'm okay, guys. <laughs> right. He's like a very unlikable dude at the beginning. But by the end, he, he really shows up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Unlikable? That's think, very yeah. harsh. I, I mean, liked him. Well, I, well, okay, not, not unlikable from an audience standpoint, but I understand why all of those uh, fix, fix it Felix people didn't like him okay he's he's not a good neighbor i don't understand why gene didn't like him gene okay so so here's the deal first off i agree with everything but like he's kind of just a victim of his circumstance because he can't help wrecking things you know it's just they could be nice to him it was the way he was programmed and let me not don't let me get started with with gene okay (laughs) i got a bone to pick with gene okay gene could just mind his own business Genius. and remain on that first floor getting his apartment wrecked, okay? He's an uppity dude. No, 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 no. Doesn't he live in the penthouse? No. no. He lives oh, on the, the first, first floor. floor penthouse. Okay? Oh, yeah. He lives in the building. He lives on the peasant floor. Gene. Okay? That's all I got to say about Gene. Gene but anyways, jerk. going back to Wreck-It Ralph. Now, the entire time when that whole little cake scene... He wouldn't have wrecked the cake if it wasn't for Gene's, you know, fault. Gene was the one right. who made him wreck Gene it. Was, Gene was uh, uh, antagonizing him. Oh. Yes. An instigator. Yeah. Right. He's Gene. Just, he's messing everything up for Ralph. But Fix-It Felix, like, kind of feels for him. Yeah. Felix 
Felix first, is a good dude. I don't. Okay, I'll. I'll mm, I I like Felix. Like he's so funny. But I think at the beginning he's he's like, I really wish you weren't here. You know, right. it was. He's trying to be nice about it, but he really doesn't want him to be there either. Yeah. But I do like how kind of throughout the movie you see. F- Felix grow up too mm-hmm. because you see him at first he's like hi Ralph and then by the end he's like come on brother right. and you're like Felix is my favorite character in this movie he's so funny you're dynamite gal like just the way he talks All of the idioms and the way that he Felix moves has. and his like who's the voice actor for him? you give um, me the honey glow something awful <laughs> he's hilarious he's my favorite character in this movie close to the girl what's the girl's name uh, calhoun, calhoun. Oh, oh their relationship to die for that well, whole jane scene. lynch anything yeah, i feel like the whole scene with the laffy taffy and they're in the the quicksand <laughs> the nest oh, the yeah. nest quicksand. quicksand and just keep punching him in the face to get so the funny taffy to laugh so funny <laughs> so genius they're my favorite <laughs> that laffy taffy is always laughing that's that's super funny too. yeah yeah, they get really inventive with, with yeah the, with the candies, the candy yeah. stuff. Uh, Felix is played by Jack McBrayer, who you may know from uh, the show Thirty Rock. He's uh, one of oh, the okay. NBC pages, and he's great on that show too. Like that, uh, the the way that he talks with like kind of this uh, southern happy dude is like is like how so McBrayer is funny. all the time. I, I think so funny. He's he's fantastic. Um, what else should we talk about, you guys? Man, let's talk about Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch as as uh, Calhoun. Calhoun, hilarious. Uh, it was Jane Lynch as Jane Lynch. In yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's see. In Heroes Duty, and her hair is like so fabulous. Oh, and shiny. She, she. You definitely can tell that it was it was animated after her right. and and fashioned yeah, to definitely. be her. And if you've ever watched. Um, Glee. I've I've watched the first couple seasons of the show and I really enjoyed it. Um, she was always my favorite on there, and that's actually how she was in the show. Like, right. pick it up, soldier. I'm gonna like beat you into tomorrow if Just you don't a, do what I need a you rough to. Rough and tumble, uh, leadership lady with that, a machine gun at her wedding. I mean, like that's yes. pretty legit. <laughs> that don't take no scrap from nobody. I love her. She was hilarious, and her backstory. Oh man, oh, she's got a tragic <laughs> backstory. She has this, Super hunky husband. <laughs> it's not her fault she's programmed that way. <laughs> oh, it's that so is, sad. That is eaten by a bug on their wedding day. A cybug. A cybug. It is. Those cybugs are crazy. Oh, man. Too. The way that they move is very. Oh, it was freaking me out. Well, you know, it's funny because one of the first times that Luis and I. Um, watched this movie once we owned it, which is funny. That shows you how many times we've probably watched it. Um, when we were watching it on DVD, we had to pause it for whatever reason. And when we did, we realized that the screen kept moving. So I was like, Luis, pause it. And he's like, I did pause it. And I'm like, no, Luis, pause it. It's not moving. And long story short, when you pause the DVD, at least the one that we have, it takes you to a new screen and it is pausing the movie, but it takes you to what they call the gamer's guide and it and it goes into a new video pretty much. Right. So you guys have the, the, the collector's edition Blu-ray. Oh. I'm not sure if this is on the regular DVD. Oh, maybe we're just not. fancy. It might be super fancy. But it's cool because when the new video pops up, it's Chris Hardwick from um, The Talking, Talking Dead. Dead. And at midnight. And he pretty much explains to you all of the Easter eggs in the movie. He talks to you about Mm -hmm. all the different things that you should watch out for. And he even like prompts you to pause 
like that video, go back into the movie and then pause it again right. so that you can kind of keep like up find with them yourself. Eggs. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's super cool because it, very cool. it keeps you kind of on your toes and it's a little bit more interactive than just watching a normal movie. Yeah, it had uh, it. it I, I learned a lot just from watching that that video where I probably would have had to watch the movie five ten times to to notice any of that stuff. There there were multiple hidden Mickey's in this movie. Yes, which I didn't know that was a thing. I I, I don't know if I've ever seen a hidden Mickey in any Disney movie that I've watched. And I'm sure there must be some. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Well, it was really interesting, too, because he... If you watch the video, maybe we could put a link to it or something, because I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. He says multiple times... Well, this is a hidden Mickey, even though hidden Mickeys aren't quote unquote a thing. Right. So it sounds like the Disney company will say like, oh, there's no hidden Mickeys in the movie. Well, we but then when you Mickey's. see it, you're like, oh, my gosh, that is Mickey mm-hmm. Mouse head. Like the direct the dimensions are not incorrect. Right. Like, it's very yeah. intentional. Those are three peppermints and they are a di- they Mickey They look head. like a Mickey. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was super cool. I liked that. Some of the other Easter eggs that actually he pointed out during that gamer's guide that we thought were pretty interesting was that when you look at the Wreck-It Ralph game where it shows the highest high score ever Mm -hmm. that's ever been achieved, it was 120,501. And you just think like, oh my gosh, that's just a crazy high number because points were actually one point back in the day, not like how Mm -hmm. we get like 10 points or 20 points for doing something. So someone actually got 120,000 points. But the significance behind that number is that it's actually referring to Walt Disney's birthday, which was 1205.01. Not 01 like 2001, my friend. Like Like 1901. So that was pretty cool that the high score for Wreck-It Ralph was Walt Disney's birthday. birthday. I love when they do stuff like that. They put a lot of goodies in this movie. Yeah, they did. It almost makes me wonder, like, uh, are they doing this for all the other movies and we're just not noticing it? Or did they pay special attention for this movie to put as much? I think they do it in a lot of their movies, but more so in this movie. I think that they could get away with so yes, much here. Right. Because really like it's like the, a video game movie. But it's funny yeah. that you say that because my next point was going to be that in, the, in Frozen, sorry, but in the movie Frozen... <laughs> There's actually a Wreck-It Ralph Easter egg. So when um, Anna is singing her, you know, for the first time in forever, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. She's running through the castle. She's super excited. Um, She says she wants to stuff some chocolate in her face. Mm -hmm. And there's chocolate, like like a big old plate full of chocolate there. Mm -hmm. If you look at it, it's actually the landscape of the Sugar Rush game. So you see, like, the mountains and you see the, like, swirly truffles and stuff. So it's actually, like... Pre, a precursor, or it's it's referencing yes. that that part in Wreck-It Ralph, yes. which I think is really cool. Oh, I like that a lot. Which we also cool. talked about the one in Moana where you see the tapestry with Wreck-It Ralph on it as well oh, at the yeah, end of the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's just really cool because you kind of constantly are seeing movies tied into each right. other They're other than just... Yeah. Because um, I always think about Toy Story being like the first Easter yeah, egg yes, one. Yes, definitely. Pixar does that a lot. And it's, it's Pixar cool for that, sure. that the Disney animated movies are, are doing that. Kind of getting on board too. with it. Either that or they're going to like rival out for... Easter eggs and I'm okay with it. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's that's all fine and fun and dandy. Oh, I have actually I noticed something. Okay, so you know how um Fix It Felix Jr. his dad gave him his hammer, right? Yes. And Thor's dad kind of gave him his hammer. Odin passed on Mjolnir, yes. So what's correct. better, Fix It Felix Jr.'s hammer or Mjolnir? Oh. 
We're having a, we're having a showdown right now. Mia Mia versus the, the Fix-It Felix Hammer. Yes. Hmm. This is very interesting. Well, I mean, they're they're completely completely opposed hammers, right? Like Mjolnir is meant for destruction and thunder and lightning, but Felix fixes fix it Felix's hand. Man, I can't say it fixes everything. It fixes everything. I could like break my leg and just be like, boom, leg unbroken. Here's the deal. We thought Mew Mew because I can't Mew say Mew. it. Mew Mew. We Mew thought Mew. that Mew Mew was unbreakable. And in the new Thor movie, which we still oh. haven't watched, but it broke, trailer. y'all. It, it broke in the yeah, trailer, so this is not a spoiler. It. So it broke or obliterated or whatever. So <gasps> I'm going to say that Fix-It Felix Hammer, Fix-It Felix's fixing hammer is <laughs> better than Mew Mew because he could go and tap the remnants of Mew Mew and then he would oh, have Mew Mew. And then he would have both hammers. Boom. Man. Destruct. Repair. I'm going to agree with you. I, I, I like Fix-It Felix Avengers Hammer. Avengers Infinity War starts. <laughs> <laughs> Fix-It <laughs> Felix Jr. just up. comes. He's like, hey, hey Thor. Let me fix this for you. <laughs> Rick and Ralph 2 is coming out in March, so you never right. know. It Who could knows? just be like, how you doing, Thor? Thought I would come up and fix your hammer for you. There you go, buddy. Sorry about your hammer. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, my Oh, man, I love that character, Fix-It Felix. He is awesome, but I would pay big money to see him actually go into the uh, Marvel Universe and fix Mjolnir because you kind of <laughs> need to have Mjolnir. Cool. I mean, Mjolnir. yeah, we'll see how. Well, uh, once you guys see, see Thor. Let us let us know what you think about me or near. Classic Thor, though you kind of need to have right. me or near. Thor right as though. a character always has me or near. We love pronouncing that word. If you can't tell, me it is one of the best words to pronounce in the Marvel world. That's for sure. It's that J that's in there. That yes, really throws throws us all off. Um, so yeah, fi- fi- fix it, <laughs> Felix Junior. Man. I, I wonder if that's done on purpose too to just try and tongue tie all of us with his uh, with his name. Now, very interesting that you kind of brought that comparison between uh, Thor's hammer and Fix It Felix's um, hammer. Apart from the fact that one can pretty much obliterate a you know full grown bear, and the other one could barely harm a fly. Uh, I'm just talking about the size of the head of the hammers. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but here's my question to you guys. You know, in a uh, who would win competition? Okay, mm-hmm. battle. Um, or yes, yes, uh, a battle of who would win. Get so this is what I got for you guys. Yeah, we need to get like a theme song for um, for, for Luis's segment on the podcast. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those like. Thank you, Emily. <laughs> I'm going to go with Michelle has no idea what that's from. Oh. You're correct. <laughs> okay, another Continue, thing we Louise. need to add to Continue. the list. Have Michelle look at epic rap battles of history. Uh, They're going to have me do a bunch of things after this. <laughs> so, here's my question to you, um, our podcast faithful. Who's more likely to lose their marbles? King Candy or the Mad Hatter? Oh, so um, I, I, I read this earlier that King Candy, 
his voice was modeled after uh, the Mad Hatters, like his voice and. and oh, Hatters. interesting. And so that's I, I assume that's kind of why they're uh, both crazy. We all we all kind of think of them the same way, but they both kind of that kind of like let's talk like this voice. Yeah. But uh, uh, King Candy was voiced by Alan Tudyk. So who's like most? More who would likely lose, to their, lose marbles. their marbles. Like who would go to the loony bin first? I mean, kind of, uh, you know, I, I think about it in terms of you knew the Mad Hatter was mad from the get-go. Right. But then if you take a it's look at uh, Wreck-It Ralph and then uh, the scenes where King Candy's involved, you know, th- sometimes he's talking to Ralph and when he's not getting it or uh, uh, Penelope, Penelope wasn't getting but it, Vanellope. Vanellope wasn't getting it, um, you could tell in his voice where he's like, Oh right, this is the way it has to be. And then all of a sudden, something he hears something he doesn't like. He's like, "Oh no!" But it has to be this way. Right, you know, yes. it, it almost sounds yeah. as if he's about two seconds short of just like, you know, losing the, you know, his head he's on and going the, crazy. He's on the edge. So mm. I mean, in that in that case, I guess the Mad Hatter wins just because he's already crazy. Whereas the uh, King Candy, he's always trying to keep his crazy a little bit at bay. <laughs> he doesn't want to tip all the way over into crazy. Yeah. Mm. I like it, though, because King Candy try. Ooh, man, he's... I don't know if he's crazy, though. I think that he just... He lost his he lost his marbles already. Yes. He yeah. lost them, and now he's trying... Because he went turbo. Yeah, he went turbo. And now he's trying to keep them together... I don't know. That's a good one. This is a hard one. That's kind of like one of my favorite parts about this movie is is King King Candy, his journey of uh, his character development, his character <laughs> development of being Turbo in his own game, jumping into another game and ruining that game, and then jumping into this Sugar Rush game and completely taking it over because he learned from ruining those other two games, which is really good for him. I mean, he's yeah. learning from right. his mistakes, so he really isn't crazy, right? Well, he hasn't he's like crazy. he's not epitomizing the when definition. When he turns That's into true. that like weird thing at the end, where he's like part bug, part cake and candy, part turbo, and he's like, bleh, bleh, bleh. "Oh, that's nasty!" So I, I think he lost his it. marbles right there. But okay. I'm gonna say, <laughs> okay, I think the Mad Hatter, the Mad Hatter wins this battle for me because <laughs> he he's just crazy, right? He's crazy, and also I can't think of King Candy the same anymore because I read what his body is like based off of and I can't stop thinking about it. So his head what? is very round mm-hmm. and he has this very tall collar that's kind of like ruffled like this. And I was reading, so he's based off of the candy. He's a bonbon. So his head what? is like a round bonbon and his collar is like the the paper that the bonbon sits in. So <laughs> now all I want to do is poke his head and it's going to like go like a bonbon. <laughs> so... I don't know. Oh. Maybe he is crazy. It's funny that you say that because I was thinking about what candy each person's like outfit was mm-hmm. the entire movie. Like, oh my god, look, that's like a Reese's peanut butter cup wrapper or whatever. So yeah, no. So to me, he just seems bon so silly and just kind of like evil, silly. Then I think that the Mad Hatter for sure still loses his marbles before King Candy mm-hmm. does. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mad Hatter loses his marbles first, but but I, I I'm thinking about it now and. King Candy, he's when he loses his marbles, it's it's a bigger mess. That's he, true. He goes crazy and he goes crazy hardcore. It's because he's a bon bon, and he becomes like super <laughs> he evil. He bon bon everywhere. Scary bon bon, evil guy. Yeah, bon bon, bon bon. I'm serious. Look at a picture of King Candy and think of a bon bon now, and you're like, what the? <laughs> it's funny. Okay, so so we got two votes for Mad Hatter. Two votes for Mad Hatter. One for King Candy. Um, I'm about to agree with your point, Andre, that. 
You know, Mad Hatter's already kind of nuts, but, you know, maybe it's just his personality. Right. It's one of those things like, you already know how I am. Why do you invite me? Yeah. Kind of situations. He just puts, like, mustard in his tea. It's like, yeah, it's like I mean, a harmful, harmless. What's wrong with mustard, you know? Crazy. Uh, but throughout the entire movie, like I said, I, there was specific scenes where, you know, he was normal. King Candy was normal. But then he came to a point where something irked him. And that was just like, oh. He's going to go. He's going to. Uh, no, he right. didn't go crazy. But at the end, he pretty much does go berserk. Yeah, that whole scene level. where he, I'm telling you, where he said like crazy bug turbo king candy thing. That's scary. <laughs> it's freaky. That's most definitely why his henchman was Sour Bill. Right? Oh, like, Sour Bill. Sour Bill is like the dude. Is he the dude from Clear Eyes? Is that who plays him? Uh, he, he's actually played by uh, the director of this movie, oh. uh, Rich mm-hmm. Moore. Well, there you go. But literally, I he's this Bill. character. And he's literally like a ball, a sour ball. Yeah. And he has no emotion. And that makes sense as to why King Candy would have him as a henchman. Well, not a henchman, but like his servant. Because yeah. can you imagine if he had like Wiggins from Pocahontas <laughs> as his servant? Oh, he would be losing it right. every five he seconds. He would have had to That's hilarious. Sour Bill is my second favorite character in this <laughs> movie. He was so funny. Hashtag justice for Sour Bill. <laughs> yeah, poor Sour Bill got stuck to a lollipop. Poor Sour <laughs> Bill. He was sour. And then it was stuck on him oh. later when he came back again, too. It just uh, <laughs> attention to detail. That's, That's hilarious. Um, I was, so, was kind of scared, uh, like, in this movie... So it shows, like, towards the end, uh, at the climax, um, Vanellope is, like, winning her race, and King Candy is, like, it, seemingly destroyed by the, uh, by the end of the, the, the race or whatever. And I was like, oh, well, that was kind of anticlimactic for, for King Candy. And then I didn't remember when he came out, got eaten by a, a huge bug dude, and became the, the sour bug King Candy monster turbo mm-hmm. guy. And I thought that was a that was a cool reveal. Yeah, because the bugs become what they eat, and it ate King Candy. So crazy. And he's all kinds of glitchy and powerful. I thought you were gonna say he's all kinds of ugly because he was all kinds of ugly. Yeah. I want to talk about Vanellope since we haven't gotten on that topic of her yet. Her (laughs) her backstory is so sad. That whole scene where she like goes into the soda, the Diet Coke mountain with the Mentos. And she's just like wrapping herself in garbage and she's like a sleeping in a lady. she's sleeping in a sponge cake. <laughs> oh so man. Sad. Vanellope so is so cute. <laughs> I don't know why I never got around to my first impression of this movie, but I wrote Tear Jerker, which I laughed at myself for writing Tear Jerker because I'm pretty sure made I made fun, fun of, of you guys. Mm-hmm. Which she did cry at the end of this I, movie, oh, by the way. I was like real close to crying. Tears. I wanna say I actually cried. I she did. Is my baby was being cute? Okay, I was like, oh, Whatever. proud mom. <laughs> Nobody asked you guys, but <laughs> seriously, like when she was rolling around in a little sponge cake, and oh my gosh, it was so sad. Like you just wanted to take her home. Yeah, I know. Now when I think my life is bad, I'm gonna be like, girl, you didn't have it as bad as Vanellope. She couldn't even leave her own game. She was just gonna die in there as a glitch. Not she even. lived in a bunch of candy wrappers. The Poor one, girl. the part that that was the worst for me though was when. Ralph, he had to. I totally understand why, but he destroyed her cart that they baked together. And you think to yourself, like, it's a candy cart. She can make another one. No, like it was. He had to go through mini games to make that cart. (laughs) Hilarious. (laughs) Super cute. (laughs) He literally wrecked it, and she was like, "You're a 
bad guy. And, oh my god, you yeah. could just see her heartbreaking. Hard. We were all watching it together, and I'm pretty sure we all we all were like, like no, oh. No, I was like, he's gonna wreck the car. No, he wrecked the car. That was so difficult on so many levels. You see both of their hearts just being broken along with that Cracker Jack car. <laughs> it was bad. And when they were like, when the little. The other little avatar girls were like beating up her little makeshift car at the beginning too. I was like, man, it's a bunch of bullies. Y'all a bunch of bullies. Poor That's Vanilla right. Pete. <laughs> she got a car ruined twice in this movie. Thanks, Ralph. <laughs> well, she she should have got Liberty Mutual. Would have solved that entire situation had she had ha, insurance. Ha, ha. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> I was going to say something. I have nothing. Uh, he wanted like better car replacement or <laughs> Oh man! But I really like their relationship. It's very father. He's very much a father figure to her at the end, and he really wants to get her out and all that stuff. And he makes sure she crosses the finish line. Oh, it's too cute! It was precious. One of I want to say one of my favorite moments of the movie, which it's only because it really does show like what kind of little person she is you know Mm -hmm. she's so freaking spunky Mm -hmm. and the little things that come out of her mouth you're like oh my god like how do you even know to say that (laughs) stink brain oh stink brain oh they're good right um right at the end she turns back into princess vanellope Mm -hmm. and taffeta mutton fudge or whatever her name (laughs) is yeah taffeta mutton fudge she she runs up and she's like oh my god princess i'm so sorry like i'm she really Me didn't too. like their their, their memories, memories were locked up yeah. and yeah. blah 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 but sh- they were so mean to her and then she's like don't don't take it out on us and she's like oh that's okay so what's gonna happen to all the people that were mean to me they're gonna be executed <laughs> and they're all like <laughs> and they start crying and taffeta's like her mascara eyes, is yeah. running and she can't see and she's like i'm just kidding stop crying she's like i can't make it stop it's just it's, it's hilarious so funny yeah. because you can just see she's a spunky girl oh right. you could just see that she's just ready to yeah to kick butt even though she's supposed to be sweet she she's embraced still her glitchiness oh it's, it's fantastic uh, taffeta by the way fun fact taffeta mutton fudge was voiced by mindy kaling uh, who you might know as Kelly from The Office. She also voiced, <laughs> um, she also voiced Disgust in Inside Out. Mm-hmm. Oh, disgust, everyone. <laughs> this you is a good... Disgust. Oh, thank yeah. you for bringing up Disgust, mm-hmm. everyone. Oh. So one of the things, if you've been on our Instagram or any of our websites or anything, you'll know or you'll have seen that one year... It was last year, right? It was... Yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. This, yeah. not this, like Halloween is this year. 2016 Halloween. It feels like 17 years ago, but <laughs> we dressed up as the characters from Inside Out. Each and we And we kind of did... We kind of like Disney did a bound. Disney bound yeah. it because right. it wasn't... It wasn't like costumes, but we wore them to the Mickey's Halloween party and it, they were hilarious. It was mm-hmm. great. The best part about it was... So me and Michelle, we wore dresses from the Kauaian pizza... Some factory. some Etsy thing. Yes, it's from they're on Etsy and they did make really yes, cute dresses. Very cute dresses. So it was like a skater dress. But Luis and Andre literally pulled stuff out of their closets, uh-huh. and that's what makes that extra funny because Luis was anger and he wore literally what he wears to work. <laughs> it's a shirt and tie, <laughs> yep, a shirt and tie, shirt and, tie. <laughs> and like little pens in his pocket. Yep. And Andre wore like a vest. Yeah, I wore a sweater vest <laughs> over like over a, a shirt that I also wear to work. Yep, a purple and shirt. <laughs> And they perfectly were 
you know, anger, anger and, fear. and fear, respectively. Yes, please go to our And you were disgust, and, and, and I was joy, and we left sadness at home because nobody likes sadness. Right? Nobody it was it was really a beautiful thing. But one of the best parts of the whole experience was that we, you know, we were going to Disneyland. We left the hotel. We were ready. We took the tram. People thought we were so cute and everything. We were getting our faces ready, right? Like, Luis was acting angry, and I was acting disgusted, and Andre was crying or fearsome or whatever. Michelle crying. was just happy. We go through security, and Luis is the only one who gets stopped to get patted down. <laughs> and just as he was saying the other day about how he likes, you know, security because like, he, yeah. security he likes to be make sure safe. safe. He's like, why am I the only one who's getting stopped? <laughs> but it was funny because he was dressed as anger, so I think people thought he was being funny. But I was like, no, no, he's really asking, like, why is he getting stopped? I remember that, yeah. <laughs> That is not true. That was the that was my favorite part of Disneyland. Uh-huh. I was just Security I was line. very in character that I wanted to go ahead and dis- display my frustration, quote unquote, of being checked. But actually, like I mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Um, that is my favorite part of Disneyland, going through the security check line. Keep so that was that. a lie. <laughs> You're funny. I like how he was giving air quotes on a podcast. There you go, guys. Right. Yeah. Air quote. I'm glad they didn't choose to pat me down. I don't know if I would have stayed in character. I might have. I might have jumped into a little bit of anger. That's funny. <laughs> rather than fear. And they were patting him down hard too. It yeah. wasn't just like one of. The, it was like a TSA pat down. Like, excuse me, sir. What you got? You cannot be bringing that pocket protector in here. Yeah. So as we were watching the movie last night, we were like, you know what? When we go for Halloween next year, which we're going to try to go to again because it's so fun. Like, so we're going to be Wreck-It Ralph characters. Oh yeah. yeah. Like Luis is going to be Fixit Felix Junior. Yes. And. I am gonna be Wreck It Ralph. I don't know. I wreck it. Yeah, yeah sure. no, I'm on a rocket. That sure. was pretty good, right? Yeah. Okay, and then I think Michelle should be. I think I want to be Taffeta, but <laughs> 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 I'm just gonna walk around and be like me, and then I'm gonna be talking so sassy like that's because I'm the best. <laughs> I'm not sure I if know. I want to be King Candy or if I should do like a male version of Vanellope von Schweetz. What about Addie? Should Addie has to be Vanellope. Vanellope. She got yeah. the hair for that, That's man. True. My child has a lot of hair. All right, I yeah. guess the baby could be Vanellope. Because Tommy or you can be, be Sour Bill and just wear all green and be like, oh. but like, hold on, we need to go back to the baby because it's all about the baby. <laughs> we are gonna like make her stroller into a cart. Oh, right? like, like throw some cardboard on either side and like paint it all crappy. Yeah, Gummy worm wheels. Gummy worm wheels. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I'm Andre. Be you want to be Sour Bill? That would be hilarious. Could be, be Taffeta and Sour Bill. That'd be funny because they're like opposite. <laughs> You're gonna be like me, I'm Sour Bill, and I'm gonna be like I'm Taffeta and Budge. She's just gonna be mean to me all day. Yeah, it'd be great. And I'll be sour right back. Hilarious. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. I can't wait for that. I am going to have a blast. But my question is, do you think Disney would Disneyland will allow us to take in like cardboard, like? cutouts and all that stuff yeah hmm. i feel like if it's yeah. on the baby stroller it'll be fine you know I w- it's I not was, like it's us it would. i was thinking of those little weird cars where you can push them around in you could probably we could probably buy one of those and kind of like you know take the color off and then paint it and that'd be a little bit that'd be fun too easier and it would be fun to you do you know that. what you could be gene louise <laughs> <laughs> dang that was a burn he wears the same thing as anger basically how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Nobody asked you, <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> this one has to be Gene. He's funny. I wish Gene was never even in the movie. 
Bye. With a little martini glass. <laughs> <laughs> Luis really took his time to say that, too. He was giving Michelle the dust. <laughs> this is the relationship me and Lou have. Anger brought back out. I know. He's even in a red shirt. Well, he's red for... And you have some But anyways. Hair. Look out for our bomb.com Halloween costumes next year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. In literally a full year one, from now. One year from now. Come hang out. I'll have to learn more video game time. knowledge by then. <laughs> we'll yeah, see. We'll see how great it is. You could be Jenkins. Sure. I'm just going to be running around the park yelling that I'm going to get kicked out. <laughs> no, actually, oh. I bet you they would That'd be that funny. Was really funny. She could be Cuber. <gasps> oh. oh, do I want to be Cuber? Is that how he talks? No, I, you need to be sour, Bill. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> so I want to talk about one more scene in the movie that I absolutely loved, which is the ending scene. So which ending scene? they've kind of accepted Ralph back, and they like him now, and they made him his own cake, and they're playing the game, and Vanellope's all playing her game, and she's ruling, she's ruling her candy world. And then he says that the best part was playing his game is when they throw him off the roof at the end, which he hated before. He hated getting thrown off the roof because when they lift him up, he can see over to the other game and see Vanellope doing her little glitchy thing and being all awesome. Watching all the kids love her. And that was when Emily cried. (laughs) Boom. Well, that's when Emily got thrown under the bus. So okay. (laughs) But hey, Luis, now I know how it feels when I do it to you. That scene is oh amazing. God, it's, it's so like the. Cute. I mean, obviously, it's like the epitome of the movie. It's like the ending right. and blah blah blah. But that scene's great. And if that little kid likes me, I can't be that bad. Oh oh my God. God. <laughs> so cute. It was great. You know, I I I didn't notice this until like almost the very end of the movie. But the the person who is playing all these video games like in the arcade is like a little girl, mm-hmm. which is like pretty important because like there's a lot of stuff in video game culture where like oh girls don't play video games only fake only fake girls play video games to get male attention and stuff like that and it's really nice to see like a little girl enjoying all these video games uh that are uh intercrossing with each other and stuff like that. oh yeah she definitely was playing all the different games like you saw her first at hero's duty Mm mm-hmm no, I lie. Weird. You saw her first trying to play Wreck It Ralph. And then Wreck It Ralph went out of No, play. she was playing. Oh, she she was trying to play Fix It Felix Jr. Oh, right. Ralph wasn't there. She goes over and she plays. Um, Heroes Duty. Heroes Duty, where <laughs> where Ralph like starts like interfering with the first person shooter. Right. And mm-hmm. he's trying to like get it to stop. And <laughs> ooh, Calhoun like busts him a new one. Oh, it's fantastic. Yes. It's a great. Very good movie. What does this movie have on Rotten Tomatoes? Um. That's a good question that I believe I have the answer to. Rotten it has tomatoes. an 86% oh, okay. on Rotten Pretty good. So what, Moana Quite was 96, good. right? Moana Only had, a I think, like a 93. Huh, maybe I think it was 96. Yeah. Like a 10%. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great movie. better than 96. You think it's better than 86? <laughs> <laughs> but it is, you know, it, w- it was very good. It was a it very, was good, a very yeah. good movie. Is it time to give our ratings? It is. It Luis, what would you give this movie? Oh, easily, I would give it a nine. Nine. Nine, nine for sure. Well, uh, like I mentioned, uh, um, I've already uh, mentioned it earlier, this is one of my top five. Mm-hmm. We're pretty much, there's only three spots left. Um, and that goes, al- <laughs> that goes, you know, it goes a long way because 
what I loved most about this movie was that um, Wreck-It Ralph really was, really was not a bad guy. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. his entire um, journey, it's not necessarily that he wants to win a medal. It just he wants to be liked. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, it's like he wanted to be liked by everybody, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the movie, he only cared if one person liked him. And that was, you know, the little girl. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. And um, the actor who plays him, oh, man, the guy's hilarious. John C. Riley. John C. Riley. So that kind of helped the cause as well. Right. And Sarah Silverman as Vanellope. She oh, did an excellent Vanellope. I feel like this might have been, like, one of her first big movie roles. Yeah, they were saying, too, when they... Recorded this movie, you know, usually when they do animation, they're kind of in a room by themselves and they're reading their own parts. But they like a lot of the scenes they recorded in a room together and Mm. they kind of did like some improv with them and everything. So I think that's why their relationship was probably so good on screen, too, between them. chemistry. What do you give this movie, Emily? I would I'd probably give it a nine as well. I think that it. I'm only not giving it a 10 because I feel like the perfect movie's not out there. Right. Right? Like, there, I don't think that there is a perfect movie. But to me, there were no problems with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, know, I will say that when I watched the trailers for this movie and it was coming out, I thought it was going to go in a completely different direction that it actually went into. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because they were really trying to promote it in a specific way to get the most... Um, you know, viewership yeah. and everything. But audience. when they got into Sugar Rush, the the candy game, I was like, oh my gosh, this is not what I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be. But I liked it because especially at that point in time, Candy Crush was like Super the big. biggest thing in the entire world. Yeah. And it's so reminiscent of that game, even though it's not a racing game. It's right. just the background and the sounds and the, the way candy. that every... Yeah, didn't you say it was like Candy Crush and Mario Kart mixed together? Oh, yeah. That's at least what I thought of right. when I was watching it. So it was really interesting to kind of see that unfold because that's not what I was expecting and I I really enjoyed it. And like I said, I've watched this movie multiple times and every time find something new that I really enjoy and can laugh at. So that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And they're not pity laughs. <laughs>, Give it not pity laughs. Pity laughs. All right. Michelle? I should rate okay. things based on how many so, pity laughs So, coming from a person who doesn't play video games or didn't really understand any of those references that you guys were like, ha this is great. Look at all these video game things. I still thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the movie because the storyline was very good and it it appealed to people who don't necessarily watch video games. It wasn't like a very... If you don't understand video games, you're not going to understand the movie. I think you could have taken like 99% of them out and it would have still been a really good movie. movie. It just made it that much more kind of poignant. Better for you guys. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10 for that reason. And also, Andre made this comment. And I kind of feel like that's high because a lot of times we talked about this in Pocahontas, like the music made the movie. But this was not a... There wasn't any songs per se. Like they weren't singing yeah, characters and I'm still giving it an eight. Like, and then when you guys gave it a nine, like that's really good. Yeah. I you think, think it's about because it. they had some really good dynamic game music, like the music inside of the game. Yeah, really that's good. true. 
Um, so I think that that held on its own. And as Michelle, I'm sure, will point out if I don't, mm-hmm. the ending credit song. When can we do this again? I love that it. song, <laughs> which is like the theme of um, the Paint the Night Parade, which oh. is my favorite for Come sure. Come back already. Even <laughs> sensational. But they're both. Oh, they're so freaking good. Um, that song is so catchy and so fabulous. And uh, most people don't even know it came from Wreck-It Ralph. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I don't think I necessarily did at the beginning either i definitely didn't but it's so good it's so yeah, good so and i good. think that that almost makes up for it for me that there was no like major song music yeah, or i don't usually music, like credit songs. songs so way to go As that we talked owl about city and it was not an r&b an song, song andre it was an owl city song no, what's your rating andre um I absolutely adored this movie. I don't know. I don't know what happened between the first time me watching it and uh, last night when we watched it, because I, 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 I loved it and I'm ready and willing to watch it like a million more times. It's it's super duper fun. You want to watch it right now? I mean, we could if if, if that's on the table. Then sure. Um, Luis just looked at me and said. Yeah, I really would be down to watch the whole thing <laughs> this time because he you know, fell sorry. Asleep. Yes, he I fell asleep. Yeah, he's an old man. Yes, he's an old man. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Michelle, for taking the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I am, I am not an old man. I am just old A at heart. Man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Technically, I'm not middle aged yet. You know, I'm probably like a you know quarter age man in terms of you know years lived. But in my heart, I am old. So, but thanks again, Michelle, for illustrating that very uh, vividly. Appreciate it. So yes, I can watch it again. Luis uh, is Nick Miller right now. Um, I think <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna give uh, this movie a nine as well. Um, I I loved it. I think it's a wild ride the entire way through. Like, there's no boring parts it's Mm -mm, super funny like it has a lot of uh, laughs per minute like there's a a bunch of stuff going on i love all of the background easter eggs and stuff (laughs) like that and i uh and i love all of the characters like especially like uh, vanellope and ralph and felix are all super duper fun question for you was there any characters in this movie that annoyed you? Because I will say that the first thing that happens to Luis, I swear he's looking for it when we watch movies, is like the first person who annoys him and then he won't shut up about how much it annoys him. Like Olaf. He fixes, like Olaf. Oh my God, I hate Olaf. It's like the movie's not about Olaf, even though it kind of is. <laughs> oh God. Gene. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I cannot for- stand Gene. I forgot. He so, Jean, yes. There, she's right in the sense that you know, um, I don't look for them. They're don't just hate that. Don't because you ain't him. They're just annoying. Okay. No, no, no. This isn't going back to you know play yard times he where you say no. I do not. No, I would very much rather see paint dry. Okay, than be Jean. All right. Straight up. Right, Jean. But you know, ironically enough, Emily did kind of point out some made me realize something to be exact that I do kind of find characters that, you know, just tick me off, but maybe there just has to be characters that tick people off in a movie. That might just be your thing. 
Yeah. Because I love Olaf, you're crazy. Um. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't find anyone in this movie super annoying. Oh, yeah. This I, movie. I even thought Gene was, like, necessary. Was right. Because he really was that antagonist. It was a good yeah, juxtaposition. Ralph to, Correct. to get out of his own uh, yes. comfort zone and so, go find a medal. Oh, I thought you were saying he was pushing him out to get out of his house because that was well, really yeah, the problem. Oh, yeah. He was get living on the, in the dumps. But my point my in, all that, in asking that question is, to me, there was not anyone or any character that could have been removed and it still hold the same umph. Yeah. Like every every edition, really to me at least, held some really good weight in this movie. Eh, I think we could have done without Gene. <laughs> oh my God! Okay. Aye aye aye. So, um, yeah, high scores for this movie. Yeah, we did get pretty high scores. Before we sign off, I got I got a fun thing. Okay. So I don't know if you've noticed, but I kind of tend to sing dialogue like sing things that I should be talking instead. Sure. And we like to make up songs for things. So fun fact, my favorite show that I'm still super obsessed with at Disneyland currently is Mickey and the Magical Map. And if you don't like Mickey and the Magical Map, something is wrong with you. But it was hard for us to remember the theme song to it because we hadn't seen it in a while. Like we never yeah, can remember the song. We can never song. remember the theme song. So then we were we were waiting in line for it and Emily and me, myself and Andre and we were like Mickey, Mickey and, and his magical map. map. He's got, got a map, map that's magical. So Disney, if you're listening, that's the actual theme song. <laughs> and <laughs> literally that is the other thing. <laughs> that has literally become the theme of our life. Like I told Andre. We sing it all the time. I told Andre if you can make the Walt Vaults um, song, song to be like Walt Vault and his magical vault. He's <laughs> got a vault that's magical. Like lots of movies inside. Let's watch movies, and that just turned us into like Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> <laughs> so that's also Broody. So <laughs> poor Louise has to put up with us. Okay. <laughs> he sings it. Yeah, he, he likes it. Mickey. He sings it. Man. Louis, will you sing He's it for our listeners? Head, but he loves it. He yeah. loves it sing it for the viewers, as you say. Listen. Sing for the viewers. Midgey, Mickey <laughs> and the magical map. He's got a map that's magical. Yay. He rolled his eyes the entire All <laughs> right. Amazing. Where can our fans All find right, us, Andre? So if you guys love that song, uh, please <laughs> <laughs> please give us a, a rating on iTunes. Um, Soon to be the number one trending song on right. Disney iTunes Radio. Map, yes. Leave a comment if you love the song. Leave a comment if you didn't like the song. I don't know why you would, but leave a comment on the website or on an Instagram post or any uh, place that we are. We're out there. We're everywhere. I want you guys to leave us a review. And uh, Next week, we are going to be watching for our movie... The Nightmare Before Christmas. That's right. Yay. Oh, man. I'm so excited. And why are we going to be watching Nightmare Before Christmas, Michelle? Because it's halfway. It's going to be Thanksgiving weekend, which is halfway between Halloween and Christmas. And it's a both season movie. Boom, boom. Boom. It's an all season movie. Dual. We get Haunted Mansion Holiday for three months. You can watch this movie for three months. <laughs> yeah, if Disneyland says it's Christmas, then I say it's Christmas. Boom. Oh, we're going to throw some Tim Burton coolness at you guys next week. And some week. tinsel. That's right. And some tinsel. All the tinsel. Uh, so, yeah. So, stay, so stay tuned for, for Nightmare tinsel. Before Christmas uh, next week. Tinsel. Um, <laughs> don't forget to subscribe. Uh, subscribe. Tell your friends about the Walt Vault. We, we, we would love that to happen. Uh Little tinsel. <laughs>
You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, TuneIn, all over the internet. Any of your podcast apps that you want to use. Um, you can follow us on. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram. At the Walt Vault Pod. Uh, we're also on Facebook. You can go to our website, which is thewaltvaultpod.com. Dot com. Hey, uh, send us an email at contact at thewaltvaultpod.com and we will read your email on the air. You guys, the vault is now closed. Blooper, blooper, blooper coming at you, bloopers coming at you. Doobie 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 No coffee, just sugar. Bow. Hashtag always, always snacking. snacking.